Hi, everybody, and happy Friday. We made it. And this is episode number 161 for Friday, March 5th, 2021. I am the creator and the host of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is Open Line Friday, and this is uh, perhaps your first time listening in. If it is, we've got a treat for you because we really take off on topics that may or may not have anything to do with weather or earth science or astronomy. Many times we will, but there are going to be plenty times, plenty of opportunities where something else will come up. And I've got a couple of uh, things that I'm going to mention here in just a little bit. You may hear some extraneous sounds today. That is because I am actually pre-recording this at the station on Thursday evening. It'll be released on Friday and uh, you'll have the opportunity to listen to what I have in mind for today. One of those topics in just a little bit will be the little free library. I posted a uh, retweeted or embedded a tweet from Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo is an actor in California, uh, and his wife, Renee, just put together and uh, beautifully decorated one of these little free libraries. They were very excited to put it up in their neighborhood, and they did exactly that. And once they did, they were shocked at how quickly people started not only putting books in, but taking books out. We'll talk more about this phenomenon in just a little bit. Uh, We have a few other things that we will be uh, checking out as well today. Um, I was hoping to have a few people participate in in talking about the Little Free Library. And because of that, I'm going to toss in some other topics. And what I'm going to do is return to the Little Free Library at some point in time, probably on an open line Friday, talking about... Uh, what started this phenomenon a number of years ago and again hopefully getting uh, some participation from some of you that uh, have taken books out and or have put books in I have done both taken books out and put books in but uh, perhaps we'll elaborate that when we really take this topic and give it the full attention that it deserves. But if you want to see that little free library that uh, Renee uh, Bayo put up in their uh, backyard, or or at least in the neighborhood somewhere, I'm not exactly sure where it is, but it's nearby, Uh, she did a phenomenal job. Go take a look at Weather Jazz episode show notes, uh, episode 160, and at the bottom, you'll see the... Twitter tweet from Scott, and uh, he took a picture of it. Looks fantastic. All right, before we get into a few other things today, what I'm going to talk about is Mount Kilur in Iceland. And uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago now, there was a rather significant 5.7 magnitude earthquake in southwest Iceland, not far from Reykjavik. 
and it was at that point uh, my wife Sally really enjoys looking at uh, the data and uh, seeing if there's any pattern anything strange going on incidentally uh, as a side note there was an 8.1 magnitude earthquake uh, just outside of New Zealand and I believe that was Thursday afternoon tsunami warnings have gone up in a, a number of uh, Pacific communities and so that one 8.1 that is huge a 7 is huge but to have an 8 that is um, uh, something that does not happen very often at all but getting back to the earthquake in Iceland the 5.7 uh, I have a friend, Gunnar Gunnarsson. He's been a guest on this podcast, uh, and he was in his office, and sure enough, he felt the shaking and even posted something on his Instagram account indicating that what he really needed to do was to fasten the bookcases uh, in his office uh, so that um, if uh, something uh, stronger came along that he wouldn't be picking up uh, things off of his bookcase and bookshelves because it came close to that uh, about a week and a half ago. At, a, at any rate, uh, I took a look at the place from which the earthquake occurred. And I remember looking at the map. It was southwest of Reykjavik. And I thought, wow, that's very close to Grindavik. Grindavik is the location where the Blue Lagoon is. Many of you may be familiar with the Blue Lagoon. That is the uh, place, uh, the, the natural spa where all of that hot water uh, exists in a giant lake. And I've been there more than a number of times. And I took Noah there on a trip there in uh, 2018. We had a ball at the Blue Lagoon. Of course, now it's a resort. When I was first there in 1987, there was only a changing house there, period. That was it. And uh, you had to kind of find your spot in the lake and uh, as far as the temperature goes because it was rather uneven. Now they've made a resort into it and you don't have to pick and choose your spot quite as carefully because the water is well mixed, at least in the part where the, the public is allowed to go and bathe in the Blue Lagoon. So it's near the Blue Lagoon as far as the earthquake is. And just uh, yesterday, I think it was on a, a Wednesday, of course I'm recording this Thursday, so on Wednesday we learned that the geologist indicated that they had picked up what is called a pulse tremor underneath Keeler. Now, if you've never seen Keeler Mountain before, go look at some of the images on Google because you will see a very interesting conical-shaped uh, volcano, but it is surrounded by flat ground at almost sea level. So the very sight of it is rather foreboding, but it's been dormant for at least 800 years, uh, and uh, all of a sudden there is indication that it may spew lava. Now, it does not appear as though it's going to be the kind of volcano which is explosive, but it's more of the variety of the, the Kilauea uh, volcano where it kind of oozes lava all over the place. From what I understand, they have evacuated the area all around Keeler Mountain, 
and they're monitoring it. They also have a couple of cameras set up on it, live cameras, and you can call one up at YouTube. And I have one that I believe still works. You can check it out at andreburninger.com and uh, see if uh, that camera is still on operation, just in case you want to keep an eye on it. That's the only science thing I've got going today. We'll keep an eye on Keeler and Iceland, and we will monitor that, and of course we'll... Uh, keep you posted right here on weatherjazz.com. And again, we'll return to the little free library, and this is going to be the point at which I ask all of you if you have ever encountered a little free library. It kind of looks like a giant birdhouse on a pole. It usually has a door with a window so you could see books on the inside of it. It is, again, a little larger than a, a birdhouse. Go check out the, the photo that is in episode number 160. You'll see what I'm talking about. And those of you that have had an encounter with a little free library, you know what they look like. So, if you have, I need you to call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line and tell me about it. What books did you pull out? What books did you put in? And where was it? Have you been to more than one? Uh, You can take 60 to 90 seconds and just uh, let me know about it. The number is 234-525-5888. You can always get the number on weatherjazz.com at the bottom of every episode. Got a couple of other things that I'm going to talk to you about today. One is my brother's creme fraiche recipe. I love cooking with creme fraiche, but uh, I always bought it at the store. It's, um, for those unaware, it is a, a beefier, more tasty sour cream. As my brother puts it, sour cream is very one-dimensional. It's almost tart but creme fraiche is is just such a, a a much more complex flavor and it brings out the best in a lot of recipes and my brother asked me once when i was cooking something yeah. what i was doing to make my own and i thought what are you talking about isn't it very complicated to make i always bought it at the store and it's um on the expensive side, it's a, a little tub, and uh, we make it go a long way, but it does bring a lot to the table in terms of flavor with certain recipes. And I said, no, I didn't make my own, and he was shocked. He says, it's easy. I said, you should do a video on that. And he said, I will, and he finally did. And uh, so I am going to embed that video on the show notes episode number 161 just in case you want to give it a try and to make your own creme fraiche i haven't done it yet because i just saw the video but it's relatively easy it is not even technique heavy you just have to do a couple of things have a couple of ingredients and you end up with what is going to be a delightful creme fraiche. I can't wait to try it. I will follow up with you right here on Weather Jazz on a Friday because although I guess you could say it would be food science, we could cover that on a Wednesday. It's more of an open line Friday 
topic, though, and I will follow up once I make it myself, and I'll let you know how it turns out. One more piece of um, information that I'm going to get out for this particular episode comes to me as a result of a question that I received on my Facebook uh, page, our Facebook weather page here at the station. I was looking for questions, any questions, uh, and this one uh, kind of uh, rose to the top because it actually surprised me that somebody noticed that several of us here at the Fox 8 weather office here in Cleveland actually are doing weather from the weather center and there are a few meteorologists on the team that are doing weather at the big board in the studio and they said well how come you're in the weather office and Melissa Mack is at the big board in the studio and how come Scott Sable is in the weather office in the morning and not at the big board in the studio and really it has to do with the COVID protocol when our managers started to bring a few more people back into the studio because a lot of us were doing our segments from home for a while Uh, I was one of the first meteorologists to return and that was back last mid-May and then once we brought everybody back in the weather office They wanted to keep everybody separated because there are times when more than one meteorologist is here. In fact, most of the time, uh, we have two meteorologists on staff uh, for a couple of different shifts. For instance, I do the 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., but Melissa Mack does the 4 and the 6 p.m. hours, and A.J. Colby does the 10 p.m. hour. Uh, And in order to make sure that we remain socially distance, distant, rather, um, they decided to uh, essentially put everybody in different parts of the building. Fortunately for me, m- my desk is not far from the weather center, and because I have all of my radio gear, because I do radio station forecast uh, for WKJA in Barberton, 91.9, Heartfelt Radio, and Mark Zimmerman uh, is the morning show host there, along with uh, Gabrielle, and it's a great crew. At any rate, I do a lot of the work for radio, as well as weather jazz, right here from my desk. So I, I'm here, and I do the weather then from the Weather Center, the Dick Goddard Weather Center, because we have a camera right there. And Melissa Max stays in the studio. I essentially never see Melissa. And I never see AJ because AJ is in another part of the building working remotely on graphics until I leave at uh, 7.30-ish after the 7 p.m. broadcast. So it's uh, essentially driven by the the COVID uh, protocol. And we want to keep everybody safe. And fortunately, that has worked really well. But, of course, the vaccines are rolling out now. And more and more Ohioans are getting vaccinated. And pretty soon, uh, this whole chapter, as uh, our governor, Mike DeWine, just mentioned today, we're essentially in the final stretch, the final mile of a marathon. We're at mile marker 25. And... uh, Pretty soon we'll be at mile marker 26, and uh, 
we won't have to worry too much about that and we can return to life as normal and boy won't that be a great thing so uh, that's the answer to that question and I find it interesting that somebody did actually notice uh, that uh, some of us did weather in one spot and others did weather from another spot etc that's the reason why but it's temporary and I assume and pray that it is going to come to an end here and life will be normal here at Fox 8 and everywhere else within the sound of my voice too uh, for the entire country and really the entire world. Let's pray for that. In fact, uh, join me in that prayer. Well, that's it for this edition of Open Line Friday. And again, this is pre-recorded. I'm going to have this uh, automatically released on a Friday so that you get it on a Friday. We will return on Monday. I'm taking a look at current conditions, and uh, I can just about guarantee you that the weather pattern for the Ohio Valley, anyway, and when we come back on Monday, will be much kinder, much gentler. Until then, it'll be cool, crisp, but if you live in Ohio, should be bright and sunny, and that's a condition I like to call anemic sunshine because the sunshine really isn't going to do very much to warm things up here in March, and despite the fact that uh, the sun is higher and higher in the sky. One more bit of information. Time Change Weekend will be coming up in uh, a little over a week. And, of course, I'll remind you right here on Weather Jazz, we'll talk about uh, daylight saving time, too. That will be a topic next Friday on Open Line Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll catch you next go-around right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.